Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I'm just hoping one of these days you just go like you're like oh my co-host and then you just like go for some random name i'm just gonna laugh really hard um okay sure. i got one for you though so james harden nickname basketball reference right this is my thing i love it uh he's got two i want to know I, i'm pretty sure you can name the first one i want to know if you can get the second one without looking have you looked i have not looked okay so what's the first one so isn't he considered the chef? Right? Uh, I've never heard that. Was doing a little stir in the pot. I mean, obviously the beard. The beard is one. The beard. So his other one is El yeah. is El Chapo. Isn't he called the chef? No, El Chapo so is what it is. Is that chef? No. It's Chapo. El Chapo? Like, I don't, Chapo, Chapo? I mean, that's like a famous drug dealer, isn't it? No, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah, El Chapo is a uh, Mexican drug lord um, who's been like captured and escaped prison like a oh, bunch but of times. Chapo, uh, Chapo literally means shorty. So he's the shorty. How's he the shorty? He's like six foot six. Five. Yeah, he's like if he's four. the shorty, I'm. If he's the shorty, you and I are like two. I don't even know like what hot, two hot, sixth graders. Man, we're, like <laughs> we're like two sixth graders out here, dog. Embarrassing. Well, if you haven't noticed, we are talking about the Houston Rockets in our thirty teams in thirty over thirty days. I always forget that it's over thirty days that we'll be releasing these. We'll be releasing a whole bunch of other content, mock drafts. Um, some uh, punting strategies, some roto versus head-to-head -head discussions. We even have a few guests coming on the show leading up to this season. But if you really want to get in touch with what we're up to, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, and you can get exclusive content if you're a Patreon. But there's also free content on there if you're not a Patreon. If you don't want to subscribe to the show and don't want to support the show, even though you're downloading it and listening to it and getting better at fantasy basketball because you're listening to it but you don't want to support the show, that's fine. We don't even care. We're still going to give you content that you can only get on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. But our Patreon subscribers who we love and cherish, they get all of the exclusive content, early access to podcasts, and uh, probably a few uh, feature podcasts leading into the season that will be exclusive only for Patreon subscribers. So if you want in on that, or if you want in on the listener leagues, patreon.com slash watching the boxes so tyler let's talk about the most important thing going on in houston the huge trade uh russell westbrook now on the houston rockets reunited with his good friend james harden um and they had to get rid of old cp3 who's a salty salty old man who gets along with literally literally nobody um, and I really, it just couldn't happen to a better person to be shoved over into Oklahoma City. Um, but other than that, you know, the Houston Rockets lost Kenneth Fareed, 
and gained Tyson Chandler. Like nothing re- really drastically different is happening on this team. All right, and that's good, and it's bad, right? And there's really probably other only than, three. Right, so obviously. Well, I was gonna say other than that's what uh, I mean, there's only really three kind of fantasy relevant, you know, super draftable uh, standard league guys on this team. So, you know, we talked about this is probably going to be a, a pretty fast episode. So um, let's just start. Let's just start with Harden. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number um, one pick overall or number one pick overall. So, yeah, I mean, like you could maybe make a case for Anthony Davis. You could maybe make a case for Steph Curry. I'm going Harden number one. Um We've just seen Harden's amazing ability to score 30 points and get you a ton of assists and rebound the ball and get two steals and block 0.7 shots a game and just be absolutely and utterly amazing. Right? Get to the line 11 times a game somehow. Like He's an outlier in multiple categories. Almost two steals a game is an outlier. You know, eight assists, uh, eight and a half assists a game, nine assists a game. That's an outlier now because there's assists are hard to come by and he's even an outlier in points, which is incredibly hard to be an outlier in. Uh, and he's also a top tier three point shooter. So it's like, and then the volume on his free throws, like it's just, it's, he's an outlier in so many categories. You know, the only other outlier like that is Anthony Davis and, and Steph Curry. And Look Anthony this Davis, up. earlier. And I, I found this super interesting. So uh, someone on Twitter was asking me about, you know, the difference between like the first pick and the 20th pick in a 20 team league and, and how much value that was. So per basketball references numbers, right? Um, James Harden had a 1.27 value, right? So what they do is they make Z scores for every category. Um, he had a 1.27 value. So this was in nine category leagues. He had a 1.27 value. Tobias Harris, who was the 20th ranked player on totals last year, had 0.33 for his value. So the difference between first and 20th was that much, right? It was literally, he was literally five times better. Four, four point whatever times better. Yeah, like it, it really is that difference. Like those top three picks, if you can get in the top three or you can get into the top five, they really, really, truly matter. And when someone has a special season like James Harden has been having for quite a bit, um, he he sets you up to be a competitor right away you cannot win your draft uh you cannot win your league right out of the draft but you can lose your league right after uh, right out of the draft and like i feel like avoiding james harden with the the top couple picks is a really really terrible idea uh just because he is he's dominant and i think there's gonna be going into this season there's gonna be a little bit of talk russell westbrook's in town Russell Westbrook's got a high usage. He likes to pound the ball. He's better with the ball in his hands. James Harden's better with the ball in his hands. Well, guess what? They said the exact same thing about CP3, and they figured it out. James Harden's well, and still they're gonna... one of the best players in fantasy last year with Chris Paul. They'll figure it out with Russell Westbrook. I'm not too worried about it. They're going to do that, whatever you want to call it, extreme stagger. I've heard people call it in the past, right, where – they're going to play a ton together, but at the same time, they're going to separate their minutes as much as possible. So basically one of them is on the court at, at all times. At least one That's of them. That's why, listen, James Harden's going to get his. He's probably going to score 30-some 30, 30 points a game. Uh, the only thing I would say 
will take maybe a little bit of uh, a tick down because Westbrook is there is the rebounds because we all know that Russell Westbrook is a rebound hunter and there's bound to be at least a couple rebounds a game that uh, Russ takes away from James Harden. So other than that, though, James Harden's going to do James Harden stuff. So let's not even worry about that, Tyler. I mean, I, I can't really find anything bad to say about Harden. And I, I mentioned that like huge value difference. Like the the player who finished second last year was just over one. So he'd literally have to be, you know, 0.25 worse or like one, you know, one fifth worse to even be the second ranked player. So that's something to think about too. Um, even, if uh, Hart, let's, even if Westbrook steals a few, like he's going to be a top two player. So don't overthink it. Just take, take. Absolutely. Stop overthinking it. People are always overthinking this stuff. They're always putting their own foot in their own mouth. Stop overthinking it. Take James Harden. All right. Whenever your pick comes up, if James Harden's on the board, take it. It's pretty simple to do. Um, but let's talk about the new guy on this team, Russell Westbrook, rebound chaser. An enigma when it comes to fantasy basketball, similar to Ben Simmons. Uh, triple doubles, multiple seasons, something I don't think anybody – would have ever predicted ever um, Westbrook. Oh, no. So what was crazy about that was we talked about how insane it was for that like entire season. And then Westbrook just ran it back and did it again. And he might run it back and do it multiple times from here on out. Like, is he still capable of getting a triple double this year after doing it three times in a row? Yeah. I think he is. And I also think, yeah, like last season is a really good example of a season where Russell Westbrook had to play with another superstar. He played with Paul George. Paul George got his, played very well. And Westbrook, his points went from, you know, in the, you know, close, he had 30 points three years ago, went down to 25, went down to 23 with Paul George. Uh, Chances are those points will also be around the same, maybe a little less, probably around the same. His rebounds and assists are probably going his, – his rebounds might take a little bit of a notch with Clint Capella there, but we all know that Russell Westbrook loves to chase those stats. And I think his assists are going to be pretty close. You know, if he's if he's if if he gets a triple-double next season, I'm not going to be surprised, but I think he's going to be just a tad bit short in both rebounds and assists. Yeah, that's that's fair. I actually think the assists maybe take the the bigger hit for me. I mean, he was with eleven rebounds a game last year, which is absolutely insane, right? He got eleven point one rebounds. Just I don't know how that works. I don't know how he did it. So I was listening to uh, a thing talking about the Thunder. Um, I think last week, and they were saying that like him, Stephen Adams basically made this. You know, they decided this was the best way for them to get the ball in transition and score fast was basically Steven Adams tried to box out anybody he could. So Russ could grab the rebound and start the break. It's actually fairly and, good plan. And they were talking about how, you know, that half a second can be the difference between, you know, a contested shot at the other end or a, you know, fast break, either wide open layup or like wide open, foot open check, you know? Yeah, yeah, so um, that was kind of a thunder plan, and I don't think the Rockets are necessarily going to do that, but I thought that was super interesting. So, um, yeah, something to think about. Um, I honestly, 
pick and roll guy with Clint Capella, so there still will be assists to be had there, you know. I feel like Russ though probably is closer to nine than he is to ten this year, just judging by the James Harden factor and the fact that you know they they're gonna have to take some cuts somewhere probably. But I could legitimately see these two being the the ball handlers. Like they don't really have much else as far as guys that can handle the rock. Like maybe Eric Gordon does a little bit, but. I think we could see these two guys, you know, like you know Austin, both getting like a ton of uh, Yeah, like LOL. Austin Rivers. Um, yeah, no, nobody likes Austin yeah, Rivers, I, including Austin Rivers. I still think you're going to see Russ get like two steals. You're going to see Russ probably score like 23 points again, get you like half a block, be really good. The question is, right, the free throws yeah. were, were bad last year, right? And he's a career 80% even after the yeah. terrible year last year. So the question really becomes for me. Two bad years. But, right. So the question for me becomes, actually, this will be a two-part question. Um, what do the free throws look like? So is it going to be 80? Is it going to be 70? Is it going to be 65? Right? Because those are big differences. We talk about free throws. And then can you pick this guy in a roto league if he's shooting 70 or 65% at like, you know, six, six and a half, seven attempts a game. But he's an enigma because all the shit that we just talked about, the incredible points, the triple doubles, the two steals, the half a block from a guard. That's like super elite territory. 42% from the field on 20 shots. You know, those shots might go down a little bit, but I doubt it. Uh, the free throw percentage disappearing over the last two years, which takes him from a guy that you have to, you know, you got to deal with his volume and his free throw, or excuse me, field goal, to now he's a category killer in free throw, and he's a category killer in turnovers. Last two four. years combined, he took 1,017 free throw attempts and shot 70.1%. So it's a lot. And I feel like you asked, what's that look like? Well, 71% sounds like a pretty reasonable number. Yeah, so um Roto League, are, where are you thinking about him? Because he's just does so much good stuff. At, at some point you gotta pick him, right? It's not like we can be like, oh, well, he's garbage. No, don't pick him at all. But he's gonna really, really hurt your, your free throws, it looks like. He has to be drafted, period. Just like Ben Simmons, he has to be drafted, period. Can you win a Roto League punting free throws? Yes. Yes, you can. It is way more difficult than any other method of, of trying to win Roto yeah. Leagues. Um, but you can. And so I think there's a weird way that you can build a very specific build around Westbrook that allows you to take, you know, whether it be LeBron James or whether it be Ben Simmons in an earlier round, uh, Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook, they're going to drop in Roto Leagues. Uh, and so is, so is LeBron James. So you, you might be able to get Westbrook in the, in the third round, Ben Simmons. If you have all three of those guys, you're sitting really, really pretty, but you still have a lot of uh, room to, to make up when it comes to your threes. And when it comes, especially with Ben Simmons hitting like zero threes, which is a real freaking problem, 
Uh, and you also need to figure out how you're going to compete in blocks. So if you want to take on the challenge, I think it is possible to do. If you don't want to take on the challenge, and Russell Westbrook, and nobody wants to take on the challenge, Westbrook's still going to be sitting there in round four. I feel like you have to then have a build already in place that can deal with the volume of free throws. Maybe you have an elite free throw team or a semi-elite free throw team, and you can say, all right, I'm taking the hit. All these other teams out there, people got Drummond, people got Ben Simmons, whatever. They're going to be bad at free throws too. I'm still going to be middle of the pack in free throws, even with Russ Westbrook on my team. And this is something to think of. Those are the only two ways. This is something to think about too. You know, two out of the last three years, he's basically been 42.5% from the field on significant volume. So that's hurting your team there too. Um, in a row, in a roto, in a roto setting. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me to pick a Russell Westbrook, especially pick him really high in a roto league. Um, ideally, I don't think I want him on my team because I feel like there's a lot of um, work to do when he's on your team, right? You gotta make the stats work in in roto a little bit more than head to head and head to head. Well, I'll just this, ask he's you, a second, second tier player, and and I think. I think he's probably a guy you're thinking about even still on the turns, right? And he might slip a little past that, and you might be able to get him at 15, 16, 17. Um, and that, that seems yeah. to make sense. you got to make the right build there, right? But, I mean, not many guys giving you those points and assists and rebounds you know, combined, plus the probably pretty close to two steals, right? So that's there's a lot to love there. Great points. So, like, he's definitely a, a first uh, early second-rounder for for me and head to head and if he's into the into the fourth round into the fifth round if he's hanging around your roto league like you have to take him i think too some people are gonna get a little skittish about him maybe and he could be one of those guys like you know someone like nikola vucevic was last year with like oh you know he's gotta be on the team with james harden and he's you know assists are gonna drop a lot and his rebounds are gonna drop a lot and he might get less steals, so I'm, you know, don't want to pick him, and he's still there, like 17, 18. Like, you could end up getting a really, really good team by having somebody like, I don't know, Nikola Jokic or Damian Lillard and then Russell Westbrook, and you're going like, wow, I've got two really elite players here. Don't overthink it, guys. Do not overthink it. When superstars get together, it often makes them better overall. Uh, perhaps certain assists, uh, uh, rebounds, points here and there change a little bit, maybe even drop a little bit, but that usually means an uptick in, in field goal uh, and uh, an ability to focus a little bit more on defensive stats. So don't, don't overthink it with these new duo superstar teams that are popping up all over the league. Do not overthink it with Harden and Westbrook. Let's talk about the third guy on this team that is an easy – an obvious standard league player. Uh, Ooh, sick, sick basketball res- reference nickname on this guy. I'm excited to tell you about it. Is it Smella Capella? Oh, it is Swiss Bank. No one calls him Swiss Bank. Nobody. It's still a cool nickname. I wish I had a cool nickname like that. 
I cannot wait for you to get this guy on who does the nicknames on basketball reference on this show because I just want to know the methodology. Like, is he is he scouring Twitter? Is he calling up team locker rooms? Is he calling up trainers? Like, is he you know got like fucking microphones on the team buses? Like, like what's going? On? What's what the hell's going on here? I I need I need to know how he knows that Clint Capella's nickname is Swiss Bank. <laughs> And that's the part I want to know too. Is it is it just like something that like announcers and the media have given this guy, or is this something like that the actual team calls him? Because What's I can't the criteria imagine, for making it onto the page. I can't imagine that the Rockets are going around yelling, "Yo, what up, Swiss Bank?" Oh, Swiss Bank. I doubt it. Like I don't, I don't really see that. I don't see that being a thing. The Swiss Bank had a very good year last year. Um, classic big man stats, uh, 16 and, uh, 13 pretty much with a block and a half and almost a steal. So he's kind of like a, you know, a, a, a second or third tier, uh, center, which is still great because there's a pretty big drop off here after, uh, Clint Capella, uh, and a few other players in this, in these, in these upper tiers that he is, if you care about turnovers, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's uh, an elite field goal percentage guy. So if you're in a Roto League, that does help. Um, his free throw has, uh, you know, 30, or excuse me, 63, 64% for the season last year on four attempts. Not great, but manageable. But manageable, absolutely. Like the fifth? An improvement. Yes, an improvement over the season before. So a guy who continues to improve, a guy who's only 25 years old um tyler i guess where would you want to draft old clint swiss bank capella i'm a little bit concerned right that we've seen this with chris paul well uh, let me explain let me explain let me explain um we've seen that chris paul is very very good at, at getting these guys you know some of these bigger centers a little bit more points so i'm a little bit concerned that he dropped those points drop like to 15 i'm also yeah, a little bit with Harden and Westbrook there it's it's a minimal and i also am a little bit concerned that you know maybe he loses a, a rebound or two so I think we could see him kind of be the same rankings wise, or maybe even drop off just slightly, um, which is not a big deal, right? I'm not talking like some massive decrease in value. I think Clint Capella is going to be really, really good. I'm just not, I'm not super hyped thinking Capella is going to be really any better than he was last season. I think he's basically going to be basically the same value or maybe just a tick less. Oh, Second round, third round. Um, I mean, okay, so I mean, it obviously depends, right? Because in Roto, I'm not super excited to take him. Like you mentioned, is 60% from the free throw line. Um, yeah, I'm not standing up and cheering for that. So I'm going to wait a while on, on a guy like Clint Capella in a Roto league. Um, in head to head, assuming I'm punting field goals. Probably more like third round, maybe maybe fourth round, depending on where, yeah, where he's going. Um, but like obviously, like if you're punting free throws in the second round, you could probably have Andre Drummond, who's way better, right, or someone like that. So you don't really want him there. Now in the third round, like that, that's sure if that's fine. If you're punting free throws, you got a LeBron or or whatever, or you got a Westbrook early on. Um, 
think he's sure, like, he's, like, he's a good he's a very good big man talent that you know you got Gobert and Drummond and a few other centers ahead of him. So just out of normal activity in your draft, he's probably going to fall into the third round, and I'll probably take him in the third round if I need a uh, if I need a center. You know, I think that's perfectly fine. That um, you know, if he's around in the in the middle of the third round, and I don't have any centers. It's a good addition, but there's a you know there's a lot of just like a lot of talent in the second and third rounds, and um, it just depends on what you what kind of team you're building, your punt strategy, and if you're in a roto league, you know the, he does start becoming a late third round, fourth round type of player with the the hits that he t- you you take in a, in, a, in a, your threes and in your free throw percentage. So you know Clint Capella, I think pretty safe to do. Similar things that he did last year, um, if not just a tad, a tad little drop I'll, off here. But I, 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 say I, this. I think he'll be fine in a roto. In a roto, though, I think I'm probably more thinking about him around pick, you know, 40, 45, 50, kind of like that end of the fourth, uh, early fifth round, just in the sense that you know, that free throws is not like a huge, huge volume, right? But it's going to hurt you a lot. And especially if I've got some pretty solid free throw guys, I don't know that I want to throw my free throw down that much. I think I'm going to go for some other guys over him in in Roto. Um, Maybe that's just me, but that's kind of how I like to play it, right? Like if I'm pretty strong and I've got, maybe I got Vucevic as my center, who's going to shoot like 77, right? Like obviously I'm not going to go for Capella, but if I've got like a pretty guard heavy lineup, I might hold back on Capella a little bit more in a roto, just try to keep that free throw percentage strong. That's very, very fair. Um, I dig your assessment, Tyler, and I don't dig any of the other guys on this team. It very drastically falls off after uh, Clint Capella, Russell Westbrook. And uh, PJ Tucker... Played good minutes, got you really great steals last season, decent rebounds, uh, kind of a hard guy to keep on your roster. Hard guy opinion. to keep, good guy to stream, though, for me, right? Yeah. Like, also usually block, blocks a, blocks a almost half a shot, right, which you like from a kind of wing type. Uh, the threes are good in Houston, right, because the Rockets shoot a ton of three-pointers. So, yeah, good guy to stream, not going to give you hardly any points, though, right? Like, he's going to nail, sure. like, two, three points a game and then not score any other thing super weird that he gets about two three pointers a game and shoots under 40 percent um just you know maybe work on another portion of your game pj tucker just like maybe try dude just threes 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 and defense bro that's what i do that's all he needs to do uh eric gordon as you all know uh a very good three-point shooter and will definitely play on this team another bad field goal percentage guy but gets you points gets you threes either off your waiver wire or late in a draft when you need it so another good guy to 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 target in your late rounds and or uh off the waiver wires Uh, depending on your build depending on what your team's starting to shape up as pj tucker eric uh, gordon definitely two guys i wouldn't mind having on my team to fill out my roster wouldn't be mad about that. Tyler, is there anyone else on this team you want to talk about other than Austin Rivers? Uh, I don't want to talk about anybody else on this team at all, really, for that matter. 
did want to mention that Austin Rivers sucks and nobody likes him. So I did want to get that out there. And I think that's going to be it for the Houston Rockets, Tyler. Uh, definitely a playoff team. Not even a question. Yeah, 100%. Probably in the running for that. It probably a home court team in the Western Conference, um, assuming Ooh. that they don't cut by injuries. But I feel like they're they're going to be pretty strong and they're going to play well during the regular season. Now in the playoffs, it could be a, a little bit of a different story, but I feel like they're going to be pretty darn good. And I feel like they're going to be a top four seed in the West. Well, unlike normal seasons, I'm actually like excited to see how Houston Rockets look. Usually I'm just really bored by the, the James Harden show. Um, he's incredible. Like and when he's on fire, it's, it's still much less TV, but their style of play just, I don't know, it wears on me after a while. So I will actually tune into some of these Houston uh, games. I'll probably tune into almost any Western Conference matchup because it's the Western Conference. Every year we say it's a bloodbath, and every year it gets worse. And it's just, it's absolutely incredible. This season's going to be amazing. Uh, I can't wait for it to start, and I can't wait to start getting into our uh, mock drafts and every, all the other podcasts we're going to get into. First game for the Rockets against the Bucks. I'm pretty pumped for that. I'm excited to see Westbrook and Harden go up against uh, Milwaukee, and that'll be a really fun game on Thursday, October 24th. So, something I'm going to get myself to. up to Milwaukee this season, I think, get up to the new stadium. I'm going to check it out, the house that Giannis built. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head up to Milwaukee, eat some brats, and go to the, go to the Bucks game. It'll be, it'll be a nice long weekend. It'll be a good time. Bucks are a great show, right? They're, they're another team where – it's just fun to watch. And you might see something from Giannis that is just absolutely incredible, right? You can't see anywhere else. And that's why he's the reigning MVP of the league. He is a Greek freak. He is amazing. And um, I'm going to catch some Bucks games this season. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Sorry, I had to sneeze. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes on Twitter. Guys, if you like the show, rate, review us, um, send us feedback on Twitter. If you guys want to hear something specific on the show, you want to do a mailbag, you want us to uh, talk about keepers um, specifically for your, even your league, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll send you some messages on, on Twitter for sure, and we might even bring it into a mailbag um, on, on the show. But if there's just like... Anything you're interested in hearing, let us know. We're here to uh, basically provide the content that you need to make your fantasy league go better. And if you really want to leg up, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Subscribe, get access to exclusive content, or you can play me and Tyler in the listener league. Uh, and we will we will beat the living crap out of you, just like we do every year. You guys are very embarrassing. You guys start taking our advice, especially Tyler's advice, and then you might beat us. Actually, quite a few listeners uh, beat us last year, Tyler. It, was, it wasn't even some of it wasn't even close. Um, no comment. Embarrassing, and uh, a shout out to our listeners who won last year. Uh, I promise you, your prizes are coming. They will be in the mail very soon after a very hectic summer for me with a lot of things going on in my life. So. That being said, we will see you for the next team, everybody, and have a great rest of your day, night, week, weekend, whatever, but enjoy it.